Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. As meeting planners navigated the COVID-19 pandemic this year, concerns about attendee wellness transformed how events were held, or, in most cases, not held. Now, as vaccinations become more widespread and in-person gatherings are poised to fully return, it looks like one of the lasting effects of this disrupted year may be a continuing, elevated focus on the health of attendees. I'm Alex Palmer, Deputy Editor for North Star Meetings Group, and on this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, Nancy Davis, the Chief Creative Officer and Executive Director for the Global Wellness Summit and Global Wellness Institute, discusses how planners' approach to wellness at events is likely to change after the pandemic. She shares how meetings will be planned with wellness at the core, how planners are shifting to a more proactive approach in instituting health measures, and the changes she's instituting at this year's Global Wellness Summit. But first, this episode is sponsored by Colombia, the most welcoming country in the world for all events. Columbia welcomes you and your event with amazing experiences, infrastructure, venues, and the whole charm of its people. In Columbia, the only terms and conditions are for you to always feel at home. Columbia counts more than 27 convention centers and 455 hotels among its offerings. Fully equipped digital service venues, practical and avant-garde designs, ready to adapt to your event demands. So save the date for your next visit to Columbia, the most welcoming country in the world. You know, I think that it's fair to say that the world woke up in a horrifying way to what is very important when it comes to health and prevention. There's been a lot written and a lot discussed in terms of people who had better outcomes and people who battled COVID better. And everybody started focusing on the world of wellness and prevention. And people also had to continue convening in some way. There was this convergence. And for us, we plan every year a a big global event, the Global Wellness Summit. And the combination of people having to quarantine and isolate was exacerbating a mental health crisis. It's often referred to as a parallel pandemic you know, what has happened to mental health because people are isolated. They cannot be with their loved ones in good times and bad. We've all seen those images on the news of people in nursing homes sort of through the glass with their grandchildren or dying alone and all of the things that just wreak havoc for a long time to come. And so people have started to prioritize well-being and wellness and prevention in ways that they never have before. We have a very global view of the entire industry, very agnostic. We're not about brands or companies. We're about the thought leadership in the industry. When either for travel, for events, for everything, people are prioritizing wellness. They're not just going to hop on a plane anymore and go to China overnight for a meeting. When they do travel and there is a pent-up desire, 
They're going to do it much more consciously. They're going to stay longer and they're going to make sure that it involves their own health and wellness. Same with events. People want to convene. They want to get together. It's human nature. And there's honestly only so much of this, this Zoom interface. And while it is sort of intimate in a weird way, it's just not the same as being together. And we, what we did is last November, November 2020, when we were supposed to be in Tel Aviv in Israel for our summit, we knew we could not ask people to travel there. So we decided to have a hybrid event. It was one of the first global hybrid events anywhere. And we had the in-person portion at the Breakers Palm Beach. It's a place we'd had a summit before. They know us. They're entirely devoted to well-being. They have world-class workplace wellness culture. And we knew we could be safe there for all the protocols. We involved a board member, one of our board members, Rich Carmona, who's the 17th U.S. Surgeon General. He came on board as a kind of medical advisor to this. And and then we had, so we had over 100 people in person and we had hundreds online. What we decided to do is to change the way people experience a meeting. And this is what I think will have some lasting effect. Rather than sitting in a banquet chair, you could sit on a recumbent bike. You could be on a, an elliptical. You could be on a stability ball. You could be on any kind of sort of fitness equipment, which we spaced according to protocol throughout the ballroom at the breakers. So underscoring the idea that for your own well-being, movement is very important, not sitting stationary in a space indoors, you know, all of these things. So we changed the way people sit at a plenary session, which was really, really interesting. And and almost nobody sat in the banquet chair. It was really an interesting experiment. And I, I think it's something that people will do. It's certainly something the breakers, I think, will do. And Planet Fitness, we have a board member who owns a lot of franchises and they donated all the equipment, the trainers, the people, everything, so that people could really feel comfortable. And the other thing is, I didn't want to envision a space, a ballroom, where it basically looked really empty and weird. Because when you walk into a space like that now and everybody's 10 feet apart, it just looks like so odd. You know, it doesn't look like you've come together for anything. And so when you're in fitness equipment, there is a natural distance between your treadmill and the person next to you or your bike and the person next to you. And we thought, well, let's just, that makes more sense. So you walk in, it looked like a high-end fitness space, you know. So it didn't have that kind of off-putting feeling of we're really distanced. This is really weird. We all wore masks the entire time, even including from the stage. There was tremendous amount of sanitization between speakers, even with touch a railing, touch, you know, breathe into a microphone, even with a mask, all of that gets fixed. We also decided because in our wellness world, there is tremendous innovation in air purification and sanitizing and in lighting. And we brought together two of the top companies. This is where our being agnostic helps because they would be competitors anywhere else. We brought in Lighting Science. So Healthy is the name of the brand, which is part of Lighting Science. And they have 
absolutely groundbreaking technology, and we were the first to use it in this context, of far UVC lighting. Basically, you walk through like you do a an airport screening. You kind of walk through a portal when they've x-rayed you. This, you sort of go like this, you know, you turn around and it was a doorway to the into the ballroom and it removes, I think it's 99.9 per something percentage of the viral load on your skin and clothing. So people loved that. So they let us, they built, they custom built us portals for our meeting. They also provided really interesting signage and the signage did the same thing. So it was like a very beautiful, our graphics, you know, in a nice frame, but it, but when you get close to it, you realize it was taking in the air and purifying it and putting it back out. It was just like this incredible thing. And then Delos was a very big company in, in all of this provided healthway systems, which they have in schools, school systems all through New York and other places because of, you know, COVID. And they put it in all our meeting spaces, large and small. So we really tried to model for people what this was going to be like. Same with healthy food, you know, but you have to dance because dance is wellness. So we had to do distanced disco dancing, which we did. You know, we had a gala. Like we were not going to give up on the fun, but, you know, so that's what we did. And I just think that what happened is people realized, the people who came in person, who were like, you know, should I go? Should I get on a plane? Should I be in it? We're so happy they came. And there was absolutely no COVID, you know, before, during, or after. Everybody was tested also. That's a huge thing. Everybody got tested before they could come into the plenary and they wore a um, wristband. And then every morning there were temperature checks on the way in. So we did everything we could. We were obviously, it was a very lucky timing in November when we did it. I think Three weeks later, we would not have been able to because there was a real surge, but we it was fine. And, and it was really very powerful to do that. And I think it changed our thinking about how we put together an event. It's almost going from a defensive crouch as far as wellness, where how do we prevent you know, any sort of spread and, and do these things yeah. as a defensive measure to going on the offensive wellness, really taking a step forward, being proactive in the way yes. you're incorporating wellness. You know, we decided in order to do this event, we were going to have to do something different. And and we just decided to embrace it and be creative with it. And as you say, instead of, you know, just sort of preventing something, we thought, well, let's make it into something different so that it, so that it, it, it is a different experience. And it was very, you know, it was very powerful, both for the people there and those who were witnessing it, you know, this way, virtually. And I think that's going to be an interesting, as, as in-person events start returning more, and once the, we get to the stage where maybe COVID risk isn't the priority, there's still going to be other considerations of how to make healthy choices and make that part of the DNA of an event. I, I think that's exactly true. And I think for us, it extended to to the agenda, to the way we had the meeting, the conversations that we had, the way we mixed in-person and virtual and brought, you know, so let's say we pre-recorded a keynote, but then had that person standing by for live Q&A. There was a lot of mix of that to keep it very much present, feeling like it was alive and not just 
everybody got together for sort of a taped presentation. It was very important to do it. We did really fun, spontaneous stuff. We did people, big wellness leaders from all over the world calling in, you know, just impromptu, you know, surprising our chairman. Phone would ring when it, so, you know, just like we tried to just keep it fun and lively, but obviously respectful of everybody's health and safety were 100% top priority. And the breakers are a remarkable partner. They always have been, but they were particularly astounding here because they could, Florida at that time, like you could have a lot more people in a space than I would have been comfortable with, but they kept it very minimal. They really chose everybody's health and safety over their own bottom line. So it's just, it was a very interesting, very interesting event. I will say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I love that point you made earlier about the, the mental health issues and gatherings from one's mental health kind of gathering with people as, yeah. as events come back. This is going to be a source for positive strength of, of mental health, just getting in a room. Uh, with absolutely. Other I mean, being together. I mean, we all know this from our personal, you know, I miss seeing my friends, you know, it, it, it that kind of thing. And it is a group, you know, we always call ourselves, we are a tribe, you know, it is a group of people who many of whom see each other every year at this event, but it really makes a difference to have been there in person. A huge difference. And, and that is going to come back. And just the way there is a pent-up desire for people to travel now, there is also a pent-up desire to convene in person. But there's still issues in a lot. I mean, we're global. So for us, it's not just, well, the U.S. is doing a pretty good job now of being vaccinated. We could be in the U.S. I mean, we, we're going to Israel, where they did the best job in the world, actually, of vaccinating. So we're planning, and we're, that is an in-person event in November. And, and as you're preparing for that, what's on the horizon? Or, or can you give us a little preview of maybe some sure. of the things yeah, yeah. you've got um, in the works? Yeah. So, you know, this this will be in some ways a return to the, the framework that we have always had for a summit. It's three days of plenary sessions and breakouts. It's in really interesting evening activities. There's a for the day before that where there are knowledge workshops and there's all kinds of pre and post summit travel, which is very interesting for people. There is no doubt, I mean, that we will be evaluating all year how much might stream out virtually if we need to. Will there be some hybrid aspect? It's not clear right now what that's going to look like. Right now, the borders to a lot of the countries that attend are closed still. You know, Europe locked down again. I mean, even Israel right now, you know, unless you're an Israeli citizen, you don't go. But they fully expect, including the Hilton where we're going to be, they don't even expect there to be a social, socially distanced mandate by then. I mean, people really think it'll be opened up. Israel, of course, has been like the world leader in how you administer vaccines in a country. And they're really kind of the envy of the world. So people think we're very clever to be going to Israel. But of course, it was postponed from last year. But, you know, so the summit will, as it always does, bring the culture of the place to life for the event. And, you know, in Israel, technology is, you know, it's a startup nation. I mean, technology and wellness, healthcare and wellness and the technology and the intersection of those things will be very prominent on the agenda. So will spirituality, you know, Israel is a place of many cultures. It's not just a Jewish culture. It's, it's many cultures. It's a rich historical place 
but also modern in a lot of interesting ways. Food is huge in Israel. The food scene, huge. And so, you know, there's a lot, agri-tech, so many different aspects of the place. And we try, you know, the reason we bring people to a different place every year is so that they can experience these things. And they all tee up to the to wellness. I mean, it's all about that. So it'll be very interesting. Travel will be on the agenda. We have some really big people lined up who are going to be there to speak. Everyone wants to come. People are signing up. People are sponsoring. I think people feel like November 15th. Okay. By then, I am going to be on a plane. So, so you know, we're, we're planning a, a, a fantastic event. Is there other ways you think that might shift as, as in-person returns, whether just heightened focus on all aspects as far as health or wh- where, what other sort of elements are you? I, I certainly hope so. I think people's well-being in general, and that really does cover mental health. I hope that will be a strong consideration when people plan events. What will, you know, what is important to nurture in an event? What is the kind of content? How long should people be sitting? How often should they be together? You know, how often should they be celebrating? You know, having joy be part of it. I mean, the health and safety, that that's going to be a consideration for a long time to come. And I think if it COVID has taught us anything, it's that we have to be really vigilant about that stuff. So, I think people will incorporate more wellness activities. I think they will be more integrated into the programming, not here's the whole day of programming where you sit somewhere and then, oh, by the way, the spa is open from nine to 10 at night. Go get a massage. I think it. people who get this right are going to incorporate all of those kinds of wellness practices throughout the day, stretching, meditating, having some movement, having some music, having some celebrating. Those those are very important things. And, and I think that they can't be an afterthought anymore because I think people know that their own health and well-being is dependent on experiencing those things. And I think more experiences and again, more authentic, you know, not just you know, go do this by yourself, group thing, you know, more activities like that. We encourage that at all our, we have sponsors that lead yoga on the beach and, you know, bring people together for all different, those are very important for people's mental state, not just their physical. So that goes back to your idea of wellness to the core of an event where every kind of throughout. Yeah. It's got to be a kind of through line. You know, you've got to be able to pull that thread through your event, I think, to to these days, because I think people are going to look for ways for it to be different. I I don't think anybody's going to think, well, okay, that's over. Now let's go back to sitting all day in a a closed space with no fresh air. And I I just don't think people are going to accept that anymore as as, um, what they want to be doing. It, this pandemic has really drawn such attention of how these health decisions can make massive uh, impact in every massive aspect of impact. our lives. Yeah, uh, it's not just a side piece; it's it's really central to everything. And if if you know, right. nothing else, this year certainly taught us that. Where Absolutely. these health decisions can can really make uh, that crucial difference. I think it, it you know it will move from managing disease to creating an experience that has people's you know, well-being 
at the center of it. And that's everywhere. You know, we're going to see that in travel. People are not just going to go on a trip anymore. They're going to go on a trip that also is conscious about their health and well-being. They're going to go to a place where that's been thought about. They're going to want options. The thing too, is that it really needs to be authentic and it needs to be done well. And there are plenty of fabulous practitioners who lead these kinds of things. And you want to call on the experts. You don't want like your event staff to also lead yoga. You know what I mean? You need like get somebody great because that makes an enormous difference. On the question of hybrid events, you were talking about, you know, leading the events, like where that can come into play, because I know that's going to be a priority for planners after this, where hybrid will, 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 is here to stay in a lot of ways how to make wellness sort of work virtually as well. You know, you can lead sessions, you can lead all kinds of wellness things virtually. I mean, there we do a monthly moonshot, a full moon celebration for our wellness moonshot out of our institute. And it ends with dance, you know, and it's virtual, but I mean, everybody's dancing. I mean, you can do, I mean, meditation and, you know, breathing, all kinds of breathing exercises, which are enormously important to well-being. We do all of that as part of what we do. And so again, you you want to do that. You just want to do it really well. And I, and I think that when a person is planning a meeting and and they know that hybrid, you know, there's going to be a big virtual component. You still want to think about the well-being of the people who are in front of their screens. Breaks from that, activities, things you can engage them in, because it's it's better than just sitting there and then like the meeting in person goes to break, so you go to break. I mean, you want to feel like more a part of it. What we tried to do is engage the people who were virtual really in the meeting. Now that's tricky because we're global. So there were people tuning in from all over the world and sometimes the, the time zones didn't work. So we ran brainstorming sessions, breakout sessions at all different times while we were asleep. We had people running them in Asia. And then that information would come into the event. And wellness is such a great way too to, to yes. create a connection if done the right way where, you know, get people to stand up and to, to be more active. To, that's it's right. going to enhance the engagement uh, in the other aspects of an event as well. It's just more valuable. I mean, let's face it, there is an awful lot of content available now and events available now on Zoom for free. You know, you can sign up for anything these days, but it, that is not the answer. That's just not the answer. And it's not going to long-term, I think, provide anything. Will hybrid be around? Sure, because people have realized, you know, they can reach more people by offering an online, a virtual component. Sure, you know, we can get a couple of hundred other people who maybe aren't going to fly to Tel Aviv to be on a call, to be on, on Zoom, but it changes the nature of the thing. They get a different experience than you'd have if you were with us in person. So, you know, it's, at some point you have to balance that and decide you don't want, you want people to get out and experience things too, as soon as they feel like they can do that safely. Absolutely. Yeah. T making sure that they have that option. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, this was great. Thanks so much uh, for okay. chatting, Nancy. Have a great weekend. You too. Take care. Bye -bye. This episode is sponsored by Columbia, the most welcoming country in the world for all events. Columbia welcomes you and your event with amazing experiences, infrastructure, venues, and the whole charm of its people. In Columbia, the only terms and conditions are for you to always feel at home. Columbia counts more than 27 convention centers and 455 hotels among its offerings, 
fully equipped digital service venues, practical and avant-garde designs, ready to adapt to your event demands. So save the date for your next visit to Colombia, the most welcoming country in the world. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.